Welcome to all the attorneys and legal professionals joining us today who want to amp up your legal marketing. This is the Attorney Marketing Profits Podcast, and I'm your host, Richard Martindale. On today's episode, you're going to learn a little bit about the difference between branding and marketing. I'm going to give you some examples of some multi-million dollar companies that do branding well, but why it's a waste of time for most law firms and attorneys. Make sure you tune in to the end when I reveal the systems that will help you in your marketing efforts to convert people into actual clients. Are you looking to take your legal marketing skills to the next level? Maybe you're an attorney or offer professional services. You're in the right place. Welcome to Attorney Marketing Profits, marketing information that's brought to you by attorneys and for attorneys. With your host, practicing attorney for over two decades, marketing professional for the last 10 years. He's been involved with law firms that grew to over seven figures in revenue. Your host, Richard Martindale. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Attorney Marketing Profits podcast. My name is Richard Martindale and I'm your host. I want to thank you today for tuning in. We're going to be talking about branding today and what that means for your law firm or your solo practice with regard to how you should be marketing and what you should be focused on. When I talk to people about branding and was researching it for this episode, I found a couple different things. First, a lot of people said that branding is important because it makes a memorable impression on consumers, but it also allows your customers and clients to know what to expect from your company. Interesting. I also found that branding is a marketing practice in which a company creates a name, symbol, or design that is easily identifiable as belonging to the company. So I was thinking about some brands today and what are some popular brands. I want to go through an exercise in which I'm going to describe some experiences I've had and my family's had, and I want to see if you can figure out what company I'm talking about before I reveal the name. So the first instance is my wife and I are in Florida. We've got a rental car, and we're driving into a massive parking lot with thousands of cars pulling in, and we have attendants who are directing us, lots of smiles on their faces, and they point us to the parking spot where we're supposed to park. We get out. There's a trolley waiting for us, and the trolley takes us up to the gates of this amusement park. There are lots of people there, lots of families, lots of children, lots of smiling faces that we see as we use our electronic bracelets to pass through the entrance of the park fairly quickly. And we walk into a courtyard that is beautiful, well-maintained, lots of people bustling around, lots of stores. As we're walking down the street, as we enter the park, we see lots of people dressed as characters. Princesses, princes, animal characters, lots of things that my kids are going nuts about. And we get to the end of the street as we're walking down, and we see this big, beautiful castle that is very distinct and lots of amusement park rides around us. The kids are wearing black hats that happen to have mouse ears on them. Well, if you hadn't figured it out by the time I got to the last clue, I'm sure by now you know that I'm talking about a Disney World experience. And the Disney experience 
and their brand is about families, entertainment, the characters. They have a brand that is distinct in today's society. So that's something when you have a company like Disney that they focus on immensely is what is their brand and what are they saying to their customers so that they have an easily identifiable experience when it comes to Disney. This takes us to the next example in which I pull into a somewhat smaller parking lot, get out of my truck, go in through the doors of a massive building, relatively speaking, that's in a strip center that has probably 100 to 200,000 square feet. And as I walk through the door, I get my wire push cart And I turn, I'm greeted by someone who's probably retired, maybe 65, 70 years old. He's wearing a blue vest that has his name tag on it, identifies him as Carl. Carl greets me warmly with a wave and a hello. And I push my cart into the store where we've got hundreds of aisles of household goods and toys and groceries and pretty much anything that I could want that day. Around the store are a lot of signs where they're broadcasting their low prices and their sales. And a lot of those signs are marked by yellow smiley faces. And as you may know, I'm in Walmart. Walmart has a brand of the low price, good value. They want you to be their one resource for buying everything you need from your groceries to your bathroom supplies to your toys for your kids at Christmas. And that's what Walmart is known for. Now, the third brand I want to get to is a little bit different. In my experience with this brand, oftentimes in the fall, I wake up in the morning, turn on the television to a certain channel that I'm looking for because it's Saturday morning and I want to get all the information that I can on the college football for that day. In my house, college football's big. We love to root on our teams and we love to see the hype and the rituals that go on with regard to lots of different college football programs. The show I tune into this day, and most Saturday mornings in our house, has to do with picking the games for that day. They have guest pickers that come on. They have a big orange bus that's sponsored by Home Depot, and they're giving you everything you need to know about college football And on their channel, it's all about sports in general. Now, they have a trademark show that comes on every morning and pretty much every night. It has a distinct theme song that goes, da-na-na, da-na-na. My wife used to joke when we were newlyweds that uh, that was her alarm clock in the morning when I would turn on this show and watch it in the mornings before work to catch up on what was going on with sports. If you haven't figured it out by now, I'm talking about ESPN. These brands that I'm talking about, Disney, Walmart, ESPN, these are large multi-million dollar companies. So they have spent years and millions of dollars establishing a brand, and they are known. But go back and look at some of the early years of ESPN, for example. In the late 1970s and early 80s, when no one knew who they were, Their sets and the presentation and the TV shows that you see were a lot different, and they weren't nearly as pretty and polished as they are today. When it comes to branding, that's why I say for most law firms and lawyers, branding is a waste of time. 
so many attorneys and lawyers focus on what's their logo, what's their color scheme, what's their mission statement for their employees. This is all a distraction from what is really important, which is getting more clients, giving them great advice and providing a great service to them, and nurturing them and forming a relationship with those clients that will cause them to know, like, and trust you. Think about it. If you're spending time out designing logos or spending thousands of dollars on websites before you have a real system in place that can attract in those clients and those companies that you want to work for, what's it really matter? Let's take, for example, companies that come on Shark Tank. I don't know if you watch that show, but it's a great show that our family loves to watch because it gives you an eye into entrepreneurship and companies and planning and investors if you're looking for investors for a company. How many times do companies come on a Shark Tank? They've got a great presentation. They've got this beautiful display. They've got logos and maybe matching t-shirts. And they have this great idea that they present to the tank. And when the panelists start asking the questions, the first questions they always go to are, tell me about your sales. What do your revenues look like? Oftentimes, the company will say, well, we're just starting out. We don't really have any sales. We're in a concept and we want to launch this. They've spent thousands and sometimes tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars on creating logos, creating pretty displays instead of what the real focus should be, which is bringing in revenue, and for law firms and attorneys, it should be getting more clients. Now, don't get me wrong. Branding matters to some degree, but it shouldn't be your first priority when you have a law firm and a practice that you are trying to establish and grow and get to a point where it is self-sustaining. If you don't have the systems in place, that bring in new clients constantly, where you're nurturing those clients, where they know, like, and trust you. And those clients are coming back to you over and over or referring new people to you because they know, like, and trust you. Then nothing else matters. Who cares about your logo, your color scheme, or anything else? Think about it. When it comes to lawyers and law firms, The firms are generally identified by the person's name or the name of the firm, which is usually a collection of people's names. What does it really matter what your firm name is or your logo looks like or your mission statement if you don't have clients coming in the door every day asking to hire you and revenues aren't to the point where you can afford to spend the money on branding and logo So on the converse, let's talk about marketing. Marketing, on the other hand, is changing someone's beliefs with the intent for them to make a purchase. Let that sit for a second. Marketing is changing someone's beliefs with the intent for them to make a purchase. So what are you doing for the people who you come into contact with to set yourself apart and change that person's beliefs to the point where they want to hire you. So the focus from a marketing standpoint should be what are your systems that you have in place 
that you do something different than other law firms to set yourself apart? For example, what are you doing differently to attract in new clients that other firms aren't doing? What are you doing differently to follow up and communicate with your current and potential clients so you're nurturing them and building that relationship with them that they want to hire you or want to keep you as their lawyer? And what are you doing differently to set yourself apart and your law firm apart from others in your practice area where you are a thought leader, where people are coming to you because they know you? They like you and they trust you and they know that you are a thought leader in your area and they can depend on you when it comes to hiring an attorney in that area. This is the type of marketing that we focus on when we're working with attorneys and law firms. And this is what I teach attorneys and law firms to do so they create new and different marketing systems that will bring in new clients nurture their new and current clients, and as a result, they will have more clients that stick with them over the long term because they know, like, and trust them. So that's our episode for today. I want to thank you for joining us on Attorney Marketing Profits, and I hope it's given you insight to think more from a marketing standpoint of what are you doing to change someone's mind and cause them to want to hire you as an attorney instead of branding and thinking about how pretty is my website? Do I need to change my logo because this doesn't work? Do I need to change my color scheme as a lot of these branding experts might tell you? So think about things differently, do things differently than the competition, and you will have the clients and the revenue streams that you need to sustain your business and provide your family with the dreams and desires that you have. Thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to hearing from you. If you've liked this podcast, I hope you will give us a review. Uh, You can also submit any questions that you might have for us to address. You can go to attorneymarketingprofits.com, and there will be a form there where you can submit your questions for us to address in future episodes. Thanks again, and I hope you have a blessed day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Attorney Marketing Profits with Richard Martindale. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit attorneymarketingprofits.com, facebook.com slash attorneymarketingprofits, and on Twitter at ATTNYMarketing. We'll catch you next time.